Morning Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. looking at right now is, you know, ultimately a political game that's being played. Uh, you know, the, the, the city, I, I can speak for city residents, every precinct in the city voted uh, for appointed superintendent, every, every voting precinct. I can tell you that the schools, I, I can probably say, this is my opinion, but the schools in the city, uh, inside the city limits, are the schools with the most need, and the parents of those children voted for there to be appointed superintendent four years ago. So Monday, uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves was asked about his view of the appointed versus elected superintendent, something that uh, Kevin Adams had brought up the previous week in the school board meeting we've been talking about a little bit, and he said, uh, look, um, this is just politics. Uh, Kevin was opposed to this before, since, and all throughout, so it's not. we're not really giving this whole system that we've only been doing for a couple of years a fair shake. How you can do one thing for decades and then do another during COVID for two years and say that this somehow is uh, a, gave this a fair opportunity or a fair shake. I, I can't, I cannot possibly reason that with any data or logic whatsoever. Uh, it's that. So when you ask why is it political, it's because you know the want of one particular school board member um, is uh, since um, the day after that vote, uh, we know where where. Um, Mr. Adams stood. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And I agree that you can't tell whether the system of having an appointed versus an elected, which, by the way, the vast majority of school districts around the nation do it that way. Like, what's the number? Like 98%? Some crazy high number. Uh, having an elected superintendent is a very unusual thing. Um, that doesn't mean it can't work. Just that it's, you know, the norm is the other. And, uh, you know, so look, uh, you try this for a couple of years. If it's not working the way you hoped, as in you're not getting all the reforms and all of the fixes for, uh, you know, Escambia County Schools, which I think everybody knew was a bit of a fixer-upper to begin with, um, you know, that, like, does that mean that the thing itself is wrong, that the structure is wrong? Does that mean that the person is wrong, or does it mean that the school board is wrong? Because yeah, it could be any of those, right? You could say we need to fire school board members and get new ones in there. You could say we need to get rid of the superintendent and get a new one in there. Or you could say we got to go back to the uh, elected versus the appointed, you know, it's unfortunate that we're, we're going to now, um, you know, take education and, and politicize it. Um, and ultimately, my feeling is the, uh, if the school board has any issue with uh, leadership, I, you know, I, I've got a great relationship with Dr. Smith, and, and I respect him very much. But part of appointed superintendent was for the ability to, uh, if, if you don't like the direction of the school board, uh, the, the, that the school is going, the school board has the power as an elected body. They have the power to make change. Yeah, this is the school board's authority. This is their duty. If it's not working, your options are basically, I mean, you have an option. The option is to find a new superintendent. And listen, I'm not advocating for that. I'm saying if if your if your solution is we need to elect a superintendent, what you're saying is we need a different superintendent. If you're saying we need a diff different superintendent, then the answer is we'll get a new one. You have that ability. That was the advantage of going to an appointed superintendent was that the school board could nimbly respond to problems and either correct the superintendent or find a new one. 
That was the whole that was one of the big arguments for this is that they had that kind of power over the superintendent. So really, I you know, look, Kevin's a friend, but Kevin's saying that we need to go back and change this whole system is a way of him saying we either can't do our jobs or aren't willing to do our jobs. Cuz it is your job right now. And if you think Tim Smith isn't doing doing a trick, get a different superintendent. If you think that you should work with him, then work with him. But this is an abdication of responsibility, frankly. And listen, uh, you know, the big news, of course, yesterday was that Michelle Salzman, Representative Salzman, sends a letter to the school board saying Tim Smith needs to resign. Uh, and to Tim Smith saying he needs to resign. Uh, I, you know, there's kind of a bit of an argument between her and Alex Andrade, or a disagreement between uh, her and Alex Andrade over whether it's appropriate for a state representative to be giving um, demands of a sort, requests like that to another elected official, which is the school board. Um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of fall on the fence on that one. I can see where he's coming from that, you know, don't meddle in other elected official stuff at the same time. Your elected officials can meddle in whatever they want to meddle in. <laughs> you know, that's kind of their... You know, they're public figures, and Michelle Salzman's long history with education certainly puts her in a position to be able to say, I know what's going on in this county. Education is a problem. I know what one of the fixes needs to be. Again, I'm not saying that's what should be done. I'm just saying, you know, it's a little bit of a unique circumstance with her. Also, I will tell you this. Uh, The people that I have talked to over the last, I don't know, six months or so, whenever this topic comes up uh, of Superintendent Tim Smith, I'll tell you what they tell me. The people who ought to know. The people who tell me this. Um... I I hear something on the spectrum from he's a nice guy, he's a good guy, we like him, we're not sure if he's the right person for the job, to we're sure he's not the right person for the job. What I don't ever hear people say, and this is just my circle of people, this is not everybody, but this is the people that I talk to about this, and I haven't been on the air talking about this because I figure, you know, I don't feel like I'm in a position to know well enough, frankly. That's why I don't have a strong opinion. But what I don't hear from anybody is, I like him, he's a good guy, and man, he is doing a fantastic job of fixing the problems. I, now, he inherited a lot of problems, right? This is a known, this is a known problem. This can be kind of, he has lots of problems with the schools, right? Um, so, you know, is it too, too soon to decide on whether it's him or not? Again, I don't feel like I know enough. I'm not in a rush to judgment on this. But I will say this, punting it back to the voters is not the answer. This is exactly what the school board is supposed to do. And if they're not willing to make the hard choice, they shouldn't be school board members. 717 on News Radio 923. Candy's got traffic for us. All right. Traffic on the fives brought to you by Avalon HR. Uh, Berry Hill Road, Dogwood Drive in Milton, not showing any delays. A little slow in Beulah near the Equestrian Center, usually, is this time of morning. Avalon HR, so much going on. You need Avalon. That's employing made easy. Uh, and look for single lane traffic on Lillian. It, about an hour from now, it's between Blue Angel and 98. They're almost done. They're doing stop-and-go work, or they'll be stop-and-go as they work on the road shoulder. Hey, traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And by the way, thanks so much, Candy. By the way, uh, you know, WER had interviewed Tim Smith yesterday after the letter sent from Representative Salzman, and here's what he had to say. Strong leadership doesn't give up. And so to give up on a governance system, a brand-new governance system in two years... The board and the superintendent, myself, there are different dynamics. We've got to work through those and learn how this new system works. We don't give up in two years. That is a premature act, and it's not responsible or fair to our voters and and our residents. You're not resigning. 
I am not resigning. And I agree with him about all of that, that you don't quit on this idea of changing the structure of things in just two years. That's crazy. Uh, 437 Somebody here says, I got a bunch of texts on this. The wording on the ballot was confusing. I don't think most voters knew what they were voting for. Um, I don't remember that being an issue. I think people knew what they were voting for. Somebody asked who appointed the superintendent, but that kind of proves the previous text. Uh, <laughs> the school board. The school board appoints the superintendent. Uh, you know, remember uh, Malcolm Thomas was the elected for a long time, and he stayed in transition until we could find Tim Smith. Um, from a teacher, somebody says, unless they address discipline, nothing else they do is going to matter. Somebody here says, uh, FYI, the Warrington Middle School still does not have a signed, executed contract for becoming a charter school. Shows lack of motivation from Dr. Smith. Um, maybe, I don't know enough of the background details there on that process to comment, but maybe. Um, so, well, the advantage of an appointed school board, you can fire them today and appoint someone tomorrow and not have to have an election. Yeah, agree. That's the whole point, being nimble. Somebody here says, I've liked Michelle Salzman all along, but the letter was inappropriate. And again, I think that's kind of the uh, the tone that Alex Andrade took in his comment to Channel 3. Somebody says, uh, the superintendent can't fix the root cause, the cultural lack of valuing education. No one person can. In a world that values get-rich-quick schemes and most every kid thinking they're the next all-star musician or, you know, YouTuber. <laughs> My own kids want to be YouTuber. I mean, they don't really. They've, they've grown up, but, you know, when they were seven. Um, we're going to get the effects we have. God help us all. We're becoming idiocracy. Man, I'm terrified that that's true. Uh, somebody else says, um, it's no worries, Andrew. We're spending all of our time removing books uh, unanimously from the <laughs> You know, what's the appropriate use of time, right? I think that's a fair question, too. Somebody says, uh, when Tim Smith was hired and I saw his first media appearances, uh, my hot take was that he needed, you know, Toastmasters or similar public speaking training. His messaging presence is tepid, and that hurts him regardless of content. I agree with that. Um, you know, I worked really hard from the beginning not to judge uh, Superintendent Smith's uh, executive or administrative skills on the basis of his, I would say, not forceful public presence. We'd all got used to Malcolm Thomas, who was a very capable, forceful public figure. That is not the same as being a good superintendent. Neither one is directly related to the other. And so I, I appreciate that note. That's actually a good note. 437 Somebody says, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been advan- advantageous to hire a superintendent from within the district? Yeah, maybe. But there's always this argument of, well, somebody in the district knows the terrain and can get things done. The other side says, well, somebody from the outside is going to see it from the outside and fix the nonsense we all just take for granted because we're too short, too, too close to it to see it anymore. Which is, I mean, all true. And they don't have, they're not hung up on the long existing politics of whatever position they're in and what they've done all this time. Uh, and then somebody else says, um, there were so many commercials at election time that made it sound so perfect and good for the kids to appoint a superintendent. Not a lot of information was given for the keeping of it. So there you go. Just a, you know, I know this is a big topic. Feel free to continue to weigh in. We will talk about it as you like. 721 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out this morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. 
What is the purpose of life? This is a question that almost everyone asks themselves at some point. Some people would say their purpose in life is their children, while others would say their purpose in life is their spouse. However, not everyone has children and not everyone is married, so the answer has to be broader than that. The Bible's basic answer to what is the purpose for life is to give God glory in all that we do. And the primary New Testament way to give God glory is to be focused on speaking the message of Jesus Christ to our kids or to our spouse and really to anyone that we come in contact with. The purpose of this life is to lovingly and boldly explain the offer of eternal life through Jesus Christ. So let us be about our Father's business. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service Technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. The pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states and blue states. Red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it harped you in America. Who filed it? Uh, it's Candy's favorite segment. Uh, we just got to get caught up on some of these bills. Can we do the same ones bills. we did earlier? Yeah, so you know the those. answers already? Yes. All right. All right, uh, here goes, here goes. Uh, SB 1024, firearm liability insurance, would require you, as I read it, I had to read this three times, I'm still, I think I got it, is that if you live with a person who's under the age of 21, you have to buy gun liability insurance in order to purchase a gun, kind of like you have to have car insurance, I guess, if you have licensed drivers or whatever. Oh. Uh, Democrat or Republican? Democrat. Oh, yeah, 100%, Linda Stewart. Um, term limits, term limits for county commissioners at eight years, term limits reduced for school board members to eight years. Years from the current 12, Republican or Democrat? Republican. That's right. Blazing Golia. Keep that name in mind. I told you before. They got one coming up with him. What, his name is Blazing Golia? Ingolia. Oh, Golia. Yeah. Oh, he uh, played soccer. I'm a Blazing Golia. This is a freebie. <laughs> you should know this one already. All no right. pressure. Public post secondary educational institutions, HB 999, prohibiting, for example, gender studies and critical race theory, and, uh, and also <laughs> prohibiting diversity, equity, and inclusion as either programs or as decision making in hires. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff here. Republican or Democrat? Republican. Republican. This is Alex Andrade's bill. And by the way, there's oh. a lot in this bill. Things like the uh, faculty would no longer hire the faculty, the, the governance board would hire the faculty or the president, but they can't delegate that ability. Um, what it really does is there was a main provision of the, um, uh, I think it was the Stop Woke Act from last year 
it put in this um, this provision that said all the things you can't teach about making people feel guilty for being white and teaching that you know people are racist on the basis of their race, all that all that stuff. Okay, this is the bill to flesh that out because all the things that Alex is rooting out in higher education, and that was a K through twenty bill, by the way, that applied to that. This is just the working out of that. It's been in national news, and uh, everybody everywhere uh, who doesn't know Florida thinks that um, he's crazy and we're crazy and we're destroying education. I don't think so, but anyway, uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. <sighs> Finally, <laughs> traffic on the fives is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done, small enough to care. Two five zero three seven five six for that no hassle estimate. Not showing much. Of course, watch your usual areas of congestion. A little slow on twenty nine southbound uh, near I ten, but not showing in accidents before you hit Car City. Uh, it's traffic on the fives. Traffic tips. Text four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. David Wayne's got our headlines. David. Actor Nathan Chasing Horse has pleaded not guilty to 19 felony charges in Nevada. The actor was in the movie uh, Dances with Wolves. He entered his plea on Wednesday morning, the charges including child sexual assault and child pornography. He's accused of exploiting underage indigenous girls. Uh, the United States Postal Service buying over 9,000 electric vehicles from Ford. The E-Transit battery electric vehicles will be delivered to the U- U.S. Postal Service starting in December. Ford President and CEO Jim Farley says they're proud to support the Postal Service. And uh, a 20-year-old hen in southern Michigan now verified as the world's oldest chicken, Andrew. Nice. Uh, Guinness World Records says a bantam chicken by the name of Peanut has now outlived every other chicken on the planet. She was born in the spring of 2002, raised by a retired librarian. And her owner says she's intelligent, answers to her name, and enjoys sitting on her lap and watching TV. Did you say Aww. he was born in 2002? Yes. Wow. It's like a 21-year-old chicken? <laughs> right. Over 20 years old. I didn't know they could get that old. That's awesome. <laughs> 437-1620. All right, Candy, let's resume our game. I have more for you. You ready? Are you excited? Are you yes. eager? Okay. No. SB 1248. This made national news yesterday, even though it was filed the day before. Um, the, uh, <laughs> it's the, the sponsor calls it the ultimate cancel act. Um, the, the bill, what it would do is it would decertify the Democrat party in practice because the bill says that any party that ever active, uh, that ever advocated for slavery cannot be certified as an official political party in yeah. the United States of America. And the Democrat party did from 1844 to 1864 who filed this bill. Okay. I saw this on Reddit. It was a Republican. Yeah. Uh, blazing goalie, right? That's the, that's the guy. That's the guy. The blazing that's right. goalie. Yeah, that's right. And so what, what, what's, I think is hilarious about this is people around the nation are reading this as if, Oh, this is a real thing. That's going to ha- come on. You know, this is a gag, Dude, right? It was on Reddit. It's a hundred percent. This is why it makes, Oh, it was. He, oh yeah. Who oh, files a bill to decertify well, no, the Democrats? Well, no, that's what I thought, yeah. He's making a point. He's making oh. the point that when we remove statues, when we remove monuments, when we cancel people for things they said in the past, well, let's use that against oh. the Democratic Party for having supported slavery back in the Dixiecrat era. Um, he says, he tweeted, actually yesterday, fact check, true, when a supporter suggested that he had single-handedly trolled an entire state political party. <laughs> Which is, you bit. You bid on it. Come on. Well, I got to say, most of the stuff is pops and whistles anyway. Yeah, that's to me. fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand. So, way to go, blazing goalie. Four, four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Uh, hunting and fishing. Making hunting and fishing, defining them as rights in perpetuity for members of the state, for the state of Florida. Uh, SJR, Joint Resolution 1234, Republican, Republican or Democrat? Yeah, Jason Broder, but I don't know what this accomplishes. Um, reviewing compensation for legislators and cabinet members, considering whether they might not become 
you know, full time instead of the part time that they have now or some hybrid of in between pay like we have right now. Who wants to look at our pay rates and see if we should raise pay for legislators and maybe make them full time like some other states have? Republicans. Democrat Bruce oh. Anton uh, from Orange County. And then this is my personal favorite. This is my favorite one that I saw. Public restrooms requiring that any single user toilet room uh, has the installation of a hook within the reach range of an average sized person while the person is sitting on the toilet seat. <laughs> Democrat? It is. Robin Bartleman. Why? <laughs> Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Jurors at Alec Murdoch's murder trial in South Carolina hear defense closing arguments today. The prosecution went for more than three hours yesterday. Prosecutor Creighton Waters said they relied on a timeline to tell the story. We couldn't bring you any eyewitnesses because they were murdered. But common sense human nature can speak on behalf of Maggie and Paul. The jury on Wednesday also went to the Murdaugh property for a first-hand look at the crime scene. Fox's Grinnell Scott, protests in Greece over Tuesday's train collision killing at least 46 people. Flash bombs and tear gas canisters explode in the Greek capital Athens as police confront protesters armed with rocks. Angry citizens demanding a full and open investigation into the tragedy that shocked a nation. Fox Jonathan Savage bodies are still being looked for in burned out train cars. America's listening to Fox News. It's 731 News Radio 92.3. Right now, 74 degrees. I'm David Wayne. State Representative Michelle Salzman says she wants the Escambia School Superintendent Dr. Tim Smith to resign. Smith sat down yesterday with Channel 3 to share his thoughts. I'm just not going to resign because we've got a strategic plan that we've been putting in place. There are many good programs, and I need to carry those out. Smith also says he's committed and dedicated to his initiatives to improve the district's performance. Salzman sent a letter to the Escambia School Board yesterday asking for Smith to resign with 90 days notice. She cited performance issues at Warrington Middle School, which is being converted to a charter school after receiving failing grades for several years, general discipline issues in the district and workforce issues, as well as the health and well-being of students. School board member Kevin Adams has proposed returning the district, the district to an elected superintendent system. The prize tag for the expansion of the state's school voucher program being disputed. Republican House sponsors estimate the universal private education voucher program would only cost about $210 million in the first year. When you have students leaving public schools, moving into private schools, there is a cost to districts because of the loss of all these students and the funding that goes with them. That's the Education Law Center's Dr. Mary McKillop. She puts the price tag at closer to $2 billion. State legislators claim there'd be no no financial impact for the state. Proponents of the bill say it would let underprivileged kids get a better education. Opponents say it takes away funds from public schools. There's disturbing new details about an alleged sexual assault in Milton this week. 39-year-old Johnny Ray Browder was arrested Tuesday after deputies and a SWAT team responded to his home. According to an arrest report, the assault began on Sunday, lasted more than 60 hours. Browder is accused of beating, sexually assaulting, and threatening to kill the, the victim. Eventually, the victim was able to escape the bedroom where the alleged assault happened, asked if asked someone else in the house for help before she collapsed. She was taken to the hospital for her injuries, which police do say included two black eyes. Right now, there's no word on her current condition. Browder now being held with no bond at the Santa Rosa County Jail. 
A three-year-old girl is missing in South Florida. Miami-Dade police say they're looking for three-year-old Ava Joseph. She was last seen in January leaving the Holtz Children's Hospital with her mother. Uh, Deputies believe she may be in need of help. Ava's described as black, three feet tall, 40 pounds, and the two may be in a 2016 Kia Forte with a Florida tag. A van crashed through the front of a local Waffle House yesterday hitting a customer as she was paying for her food. This happened over at the restaurant on Brent Lane just before noon on Wednesday. FHP says a 73-year-old was trying to park out in front of the restaurant, but something went wrong. They didn't stop the van. It ended up halfway inside of that building. The woman who was hit by the van was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. The driver and the passenger inside, though, were not hurt. FHP is still investigating this crash. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Candy. You got it. Uh, it's traffic on the fives. Uh, Glover Lane in Milton backed up uh, north of Hamilton Bridge Road. Not an accident or anything. Just a little slow this morning. Very slow on 98 again between Dog Track and Bower. It usually is. And look for single lane traffic a little later uh, on Lillian. That's between Blue Angel and 98 as they work on that road shoulder traffic. Tips 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, Candy. And now for a look at our Channel 3 forecast. We're going to be seeing a warm and cloudy day today with temperatures warming near 80 degrees, 20% chance of a stray shower. Overnight tonight, showers and thunderstorms will build in. A few storms could be strong. Lows tonight near 72 degrees and storms continue for Friday morning. Rain chance on Friday near 40% with a high near 79. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, partly cloudy, 74 in Pensacola, 71 in Gulf Breeze, 71 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Electric vehicle maker Tesla hosted an Investor Day presentation in Austin yesterday where CEO Elon Musk took the stage to share his Master Plan 3 and to discuss how Tesla plans to scale up in the face of increasing competition. The presentation included a review of prior achievements but was short on specifics about any new Tesla products or services. The lack of details didn't sit well with investors who sent the stock down 6% in pre-market trading. Peloton has hired former Twitter executive Delana Brand to be its new chief people officer as the fitness company continues its transformation and attempts to return to profitability. The hire, the second executive appointment to come from Twitter in recent weeks, completes the leadership team CEO Barry McCarthy has been building since he took over the company from founder John Foley last February. On Wall Street Futures, pointing to a mixed open this morning. That's your money now. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola if auto owners make sense for you. 
The Mobile Boat Show opens this weekend with all the new 2023 boat models and brands in one place for easy comparison shopping. One weekend only at the Mobile Convention Center. It's the biggest indoor show on the Gulf Coast with the best prices of the year on new boats, accessories, tackle, and more. Whether you fish the Gulf or cruise the bay, you'll find a boat that fits your budget. The Mobile Boat Show is the place to find all you need to get out on the water. And it's fun for the whole family. This weekend at the Mobile Convention Center. What is News Radio 92.3? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 92.3 is. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 738 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Joining us right now, we have Sergeant Brittany Sturgeon in the Public Information Office for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike is out for the week, uh, but Sergeant Sturgeon, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Hey, great to have you. I think this happened since we talked to Mike last week. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, odd traffic stop that wound up going on to Pensacola Christian College that eventually wound up being what? Drugs and airsoft guns or something. What happened here? Correct. So an officer um, simply observed a, you know, a traffic violation of an expired tag. Uh, the officer attempted to stop the vehicle, um, and the vehicle continued to, to slowly travel down the road. And it appears that they just took an opportunity to turn that happened to be first available to them, which was the uh, the, the campus of the of the college. Um, and as they entered the campus, uh, items were started to be dis, you know disregarded out of the vehicle, and. Um, they eventually entered the campus and came to a, a dead end where officers were able to take them into custody. Yeah, I imagine that your officers, when they turned into PCC, are like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like, this is going to oh, be yeah. over real yeah. soon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it ended up working out good. Uh, of course, it created a big concern. Um, yeah. But it was contained and, uh, you know, it ended up very successful. And, of course, I mean, PCC has pretty hefty internal controls, but that, there's no gate, I guess, to get in. So my wife was asking me, that how'd they turn in? They're like, well, you know, they have a guard shack, but they don't have a – I don't think they have a gate unless I'm mistaken about that. So uh, I can see that. Uh, we also had uh, this video that you all put up of um, uh, a local grocery store you called. It was a Walmart, it looks like. I mean, it's pretty obvious with the cameras and the structure and everything else. But um, you had this couple that actively go to – distract this elder woman and get into her purse to steal her stuff it's this crazy stuff yeah i mean that's 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 pretty low um you know when you you victimize somebody's very vulnerable like that um we hate to see it uh, and a lot of it is um you know the vulnerable com- you know the community that uh, that's vulnerable um and i think a key to that is just staying aware making it a little more difficult for an individual to be able to access those things you know trying to keep your things secure you know, things zippered, just making a, a few extra steps that a criminal would have to take 
to make what they're trying to accomplish a little more hard. And 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 this was not just a walking by taking advantage of a circumstance. This was actively like the other one was a co-conspirator. She was actively distracting the elderly woman in the freezer section, right? I mean, this was a this is a, a two-man operation so to speak. Right. Yeah, it was very clear, very clear. And, you know, I, what, what's, I guess I should never be surprised about these things, but, you know, I'm like, there's a billion cameras in these places, right? And what did they think, that this wouldn't get out or whatever? But what, what a horrible thing for that woman to go through. It's a reminder, as we've talked about before, that you keep your possessions in, you know, five feet. You know, it doesn't take, doesn't, it's pretty quick how things can happen if you're not paying attention, right? Absolutely. And then, you know, the, the crime doesn't usually stop there because once you're a victim of that theft, um, oftentimes uh, with the world's technology now, the crime continues. Your your funds are utilized via credit cards in multiple places, and it just creates a huge, you know, chain of events that make it very difficult for the victim. But again, that also creates a paper trail. And I would say to criminals, the, you know, um, the more that they engage in these crimes, the more evidence we have to find them. So, um, but it is, it is, you know, just that all around uh, that vulnerable, com- you know, community members like that are being targeted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the other things that you guys announced uh, this week is you had uh, 11 people arrested on a multi-agency Internet predator sting operation, right? Right. Yeah. And obviously we can't get into the tactics of how we handle those operations. But um, I do know that speaking on behalf of our police department and our chief, as, as long as adults are preying on children, you can guarantee that we're going to continue to do these operations and catch these individuals. And and this is, uh, there, there's actually something that came out of this that I, I hadn't been aware of. Uh, you were telling me, we we're talking right before you came on the air, that uh, there's a new initiative out there relating to pornographic images for children, right? Right. So the uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has, has launched um, – it officially launched at the very end of December uh, 2022, but it's a, a new tool for survivors of online child sexual abuse. Uh, so it's a platform called Take It Down, uh, and it allows users from around the world to submit a case uh, to help remove nude or partially nude or you know sexually explicit photos and videos uh, depicting a child. Um, so it removes you know from the surfaces and um, you know of any sort of uh, internet site, uh, but we do have, um, there are participating, you know, service providers uh, such as, I believe, Facebook, uh, Instagram, I think OnlyFans, Ubo, and MindGeek. There's several that are already uh, participating in this. And uh, since the initial launch, there's been 200 cases already submitted. And they're, you know, successfully removing these images for, as a public service. Uh, so it's definitely something to look into. Again, it's called Take It Down. So it's something the community or, you know, a family in need, you know, are trying to figure out ways to help get things off of the Internet because that can be very difficult. Um, yeah. It's just a resource for, for the public. No, I think that's fantastic because, you know, I can only imagine what a parent who discovers that their child has been exploited somehow and that photo is out, right? And how on earth do you as an individual go about getting that removed from all the places that it could possibly show up. Well, here you have the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children that has power, clout, organization, national reach, 
And if they can be the ones to go to these internet companies or internet operations and and take it down on your behalf or get them, that's fantastic. I mean, that is an outstanding use of an existing resource to improve, uh, you know, you know, getting rid of this stuff on the internet. That's wonderful news. Uh, we're talking to uh, Sergeant Brittany Sturgeon with PPD. Uh, Brittany, hang on for just a second. Let's get Canyon here with traffic on the fives. Okay, launching a, a few slowdowns. I guess I would say Woodbine, of course, backed up almost to Guernsey. That's north of Highway 90. Glover is uh, backed up north of Hamilton Bridge Road. Just a little slow, not showing accidents at these places, but just slow and slow on 98 between Dog Track and Bauer. It is single lane traffic on Lillian again. This time they're working on the road between Blue Angel and 98. So uh, get ready for a great view, but a slow drive if you're going to maybe avoid that area if you can. Again, that's Lillian between Blue Angel and 98. 437 1620 if you have traffic tips, news radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to uh, Sergeant Brittany Sturgeon. Um, we've had a couple more like hit and run. One was a pedestrian, I think. One was a motorcycle. You know, this happens fairly routinely. Can you maybe just remind people of what they are? obligated under the law to do if they do find themselves in a collision with a pedestrian bicyclist or even another vehicle? Absolutely. So one way to look at this is civil versus criminal. Okay. So when there a traffic accident occurs, most of the time that's a civil issue. So once you leave that scene without properly, um, you know, stopping or providing your information as statute bound, then it becomes criminal. So, uh, I would remind drivers to remember that, um, you know, it's a lot, it'd be much better to be in a civil issue versus a criminal issue. So, um, again, you must stop. You must provide your information. There's no requirement that, uh, you know, you must law, notify law enforcement and have a report done, but there must be a civil exchange of information upon all parties involved. Um, and if you do not, that's when it becomes criminal. So it's just, you know, a simple gesture of stopping that makes this a much different scenario. And, and certainly if you see somebody is injured and sometimes badly injured, uh, I mean, you have to help call, you know, the police. Especially, I mean, if somebody's injured, you got to call, right? You have to call at that point uh, to take care of them because leaving them in, in need is a problem too, right? Absolutely. And that makes it an even serious more serious offense. Um, that's an enhancement to our hit and run statutes. So, you know, then you're just creating and stacking, um, you know, more, you know, burden and criminal issues on yourself and others. And it, you know, it's just a problem that could be solved right away versus one that just becomes, you know, a lot larger. Absolutely. Uh, last thing we always like to do uh, with uh, PPD is we always like to ask a, you know, cop myth kind of question. So my, you know, I've seen it in the movies. Is it true in real life? Um, in the movies, you see cops in a car on a stakeout for hours and hours and hours uh, doing anything they can to pass the time while they watch for somebody to go in or out of a house or, you know, whatever they're doing the stakeout for. Is that true? And a two-parter, is it true that you munch on all kinds of food during the stakeouts? Snacks are essential. So that is, <laughs> that's actually true. Statement there. Yeah. I how, will say. How do you stay fit? Do, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the amount of snacks you have to be careful with because as, as you eat and drink and hydrate up, you know, you, you have to use the restroom. And if you're, if you have a duty to be on something for a while, you know, you, you've got to be careful of how much you're intaking. <laughs> drink but, wisely um, on the stakeout. Agreed. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now, yeah, there are there are stakeouts. Now, um, you know, I think that obviously Hollywood puts a different type of, uh, you know, perception on it. Um, we often have to, you know, swap 
out. You're not there as quite, you know, as long as maybe it's depicted. Um, but yes, they absolutely can be hours long. It can be, it can be uh, a long, a long time considering. Well, as I've sometimes mentioned to people, it struck me when I did my ride-alongs that the the activity of policing is hours and hours of boredom punctuated by momentary, oh, God knows what's going to happen in this moment. <laughs> but it's the hours and hours of boredom uh, that can get to you. Uh, Brittany Surgeon, Sergeant Brittany Surgeon with the Public Information Office uh, at PPD. Uh, Brittany, thanks so much for the time this morning. I appreciate it and appreciate what you do for the community. Thank you. I appreciate you. Take care. You bet. 749 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are in your, uh, probably if you're in your 40s or 50s, probably who this is going to apply to, and you might have noticed that your parents uh, might be declining a little bit. Okay, could be cognitively, you know, if they're starting to have memory issues or you suspect maybe dementia is an issue. Uh, Could also be just that, look, people get older and they're not able to do stuff anymore, like, you know, activities of daily living, grooming, toileting, bathing, dressing, cooking, cleaning, that kind of stuff. Whichever of those concerns, or if it's both of them, is going on with your parents, that's why you call assisted living locators. Because here's what John Horton does. No cost. Okay, no cost. But you call him and you talk to him and he'll help you figure out what is the right thing to do to help them? Do they need a home care? Maybe do they need assisted living where they can live independently but get the professional help that they need so that they can live independently? Or if it's dementia care, and then which place is going to be best for them? That's what he's an expert on. 712-0887 for assisted living locators. Check them out online at assistedlivinglocators.com. Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join Corey McKern, Artistic Director with the Pensacola Opera, as Corey discusses Pensacola Opera's upcoming production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel. Shows are Friday, March 17th and Sunday, March 19th. Call in or text your questions for Corey, 850-437-1620. That's Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. (laughs) I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Pizza, pizza.
Are you... Lost boys. Every last one of us. But you're not all boys. So? <laughs> Come on now! The Lost Boys now include girls? Oh, good lord. Peter Pan and Wendy is... Oh, that's right. It was Wendy. Full, and she wasn't a Lost Boy? Full-blown wokeism. This is so funny. No, the Lost Boys now include girls. And uh, let's see. Peter Pan is uh, no longer white, but Indian ethnicity, like Indian from India, the country. Okay. Okay. Um, Tinkerbell is black. So just making some changes. What I think is fascinating, this this might wind up in transgressors. Um, but, you know, um, people are all up in arms about this and all the changes, and this doesn't look like anything I recognize and on and on. And I, I, I understand that. Um, at the same time, keep in mind, it could have been even farther Right, I mean, Wendy could well have been Wendell, an uncertain young gay boy. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's true. I mean, you know, uh, and and I'm sure some people are going to be upset because you know, look, Hook is still a white guy, and he's still got a hook, you know, because apparently this movie hasn't yet figured out that you shouldn't make disabled people villains. I mean, you know, like the kind of stuff that people complain about. Um, and you know, Wendy is still a girl, um, so I mean, you know, Hook could have been a disabled trans male of center mixed race from Aphrodite and drag. I mean, who knows? He could have been anything, right? You realize it's a cartoon, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's this not is based, based on, on a real story, story, right? I know. I know. I, t- I take the same approach here that I had with the Little Mermaid. I thought, you know, um, it's a little, it's a little distracting at first based on what you're going to expect, but. Is there a reason that little black girls can't see themselves as Tinkerbell? Does she have to be, you know, little blonde white girl? I mean, doesn't I seem know. like that's all that crucial to the story. I'm, I mean, am I missing something? Is it crucial to the story? No, but it's Peter just like Pan? every time you see Tinkerbell, you just see this little, yeah. you know, thing flying around. I guess it could be. So Whatever. I, yeah, that's great. I, I think I, that's super cool. I, I'm I'm curious to watch it, and you know, of course, I will watch it, and you know, see because Peter Pan is such a well, fantastic story. Well, everybody wants story. to be. A, I mean, every girl probably wanted to be a fairy princess growing up. I wanted to be Tinkerbell, so I can't imagine that you know other races would not want to I, be I am, Tinkerbell. I am generally not a much of a fan of the diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff, but. In a case like this, when you're talking about a fictional story that allows little girls of other races or little boys of other races to, you know, picture, not that they want to be picturing themselves as Peter Pan, maybe not, but still, you know, now now the girls in The Lost Boys, that one makes no sense. That's crazy. But the other ones, it doesn't bother me at all. 755, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And uh, taking a look, again, just no accidents, but some slowdowns that you want to uh, certainly watch out for. Lillian, uh, they're at it again. Uh, they're working on the road, making it so much better. It's blue a- between Blue Angel and 98. They're done with the shoulder. They're working on the road, but it is down to single lane traffic. Speaking of 98, slow on 98 between Dog Track and Bauer. I mentioned this earlier. Glover's a little backed up. That's north of Hamilton Bridge Road and Woodbine. Of course, just a long wait of cars waiting to get on 90, it looks like. And that's backed up almost to Guernsey. And again, that's north of Highway 90 and that pays. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? A tiny plant could derail Texas's plans to build a massive border wall with Mexico. The feds designated a rare milkweed plant that grows along the border as endangered this week. And so that land should be, as we think, protected. Elizabeth Gonzalez is a botanist in, at uh, South Texas College. The Fish and Wildlife Service deemed 700 acres on the border as a critical habitat for that type of now rare endangered milkweed. Uh, it's in the same area. They're trying to build a state-funded border wall. Workers at Norfolk Southern Derailment Site in Ohio now starting to get sick. On uh, Yesterday, the presidents of U.S. railroad unions told the Biden administration officials many employees at the sites are experiencing migraines and nausea. 
and apparently a fundraiser to put a photo of Tennessee Governor Bill Lee dressed in drag on billboards across the the volunteer <laughs> state is now getting some traction. They've raised over forty two thousand dollars so far. There's a target of seventy five thousand. The photo in question. Uh, apparently from a 1977 high school yearbook shows him in uh, a dress wearing a wig and a pearl necklace and uh, it surfaced as he's preparing to sign uh, a bill into law that would restrict some drag performances in Tennessee that's exactly right and you know people are saying well you're banning your own activity and what he says is um, these are not the same, <laughs> right? right? I mean, I was reading an article about this, and um, the photo of him surfaced in a, a post over the weekend uh, that shows him taking part in the traditional powder puff football game. I guess uh-huh. was the backdrop to this. That what was which on? does anybody remember when we were allowed to play powder puff football games? <laughs> right, that was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, you know, the world was very different back then. Maybe better. Um, anyway, so yeah, this is. <laughs> They're they're yelling hypocrisy at him, and he's saying, "Well, these are not the same thing whatsoever." So there you go, seven fifty. But there is a move on to ban drag uh, shows around the nation. I, I, you know, I think I haven't talked much about this. I think that um, a lot of people don't really understand drag shows. Maybe they haven't been to one. <laughs> you know, in some cases they have. Okay, um, God, it's a, it's a complicated topic, honestly, because you know, should children be at a traditional drag show eh, probably not but it's not like a strip club you know what i mean like it's, burlesque is a very different thing from stripping and that's something right. that's, that's the art of the tease. Yeah, yeah it's well but it's like it's more comedy you know a lot of and and it's meant to be exaggerated and ridiculous and and almost silly it's not like you know pardon me for speaking for all drag shows everywhere but they're not really trying to like turn people on. That's not the typical. I mean, maybe some cases that's the way it goes, and you know, certainly in zero cases. That's yeah, the well, way. but I mean, that's like I think the picture people might have of what takes place at a drag show is a little bit off, <laughs> you know, from what the actual experience is. You know, should a kid be in a strip club? No. Uh, should a kid be, um, you know, ever see a drag? Well, it's just a different kind of thing. I don't think it's probably the best idea all the time, but if you're thinking they're the same. No, they're really not. We'll be back. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. An altercation between 